Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Well, the Cardinals did not play over the weekend, but it was eventful nonetheless. My co-host, my counterpart, better half, Bo Brock, had a tweet go viral. PHNX Cardinals, the Twitter account, got quote ratioed to hell and Sean Payton is still very much alive at the recording of this podcast late Sunday night for listening Monday morning. Welcome, friends. Welcome, Bo Brock. We're, I mean, it, it was a very eventful weekend as it relates to, like, the Cardinals and their prospects. It was a nice break of having to watch or not having to watch a 4-13 and team. But, I mean, Bo, we, we, we went off here Thursday, and we had a little bit of info, Sean Payton interviews, but we had kind of been building toward, like, Saturday night with Jags Chargers, but I I don't want to start there. I want to start with your tweet that got a lot of attention and I'm with my family Saturday and we're running around and I'm not watching the, like the pregame show for Fox and that kind of thing. And I'm glad I didn't watch a second of the Niner game, but I mean, you got some news from Peter Schrager that really took off about Cliff Kingsbury. That's Hilarious, but yeah, very par for the course. It is, yeah. I mean, I, I just plopped down. We were doing a bunch of errands as well, and I just said, oh, those playoffs are about to start. Next thing I know, I've got about an hour of pregame ahead of me, and I, we're just kind of half listening, and I see Cliff's you know, face pop up on the screen behind his good friend Peter Schrager. That's no, uh, I mean, that's no secret. And Schrager's right. giving, he's like, I, I might be breaking news here, but Cliff Kingsbury bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. And has uh, is not scheduled a return flight at all. And he's basically telling any interested teams, any teams that are interested in his services. Now, we would assume this is, you know, probably at max, maybe offensive coordinator. You've speculated maybe he could be a QB's coach. Both, you know, I absolutely within the realm of possibility. He's telling interested teams he's not interested right now. And he's going to just take some time and just travel the world. So I just pretty much tweeted verbatim what Schrager said on Fox. Right. I figure like, like always, whenever you're just kind of trying to get some Cardinals news that you don't have, that you haven't broke yourself, you're just trying to get it out there. Just, right. you know, start your following and stuff like that. And the thing just took off like rap sheet retweeted. It said, I don't expect to hear from Cliff Kingsbury for a while. Uh, and, and then just people poking fun at it. Like, you know, Cliff, as far as he's the man, people poking at it, like he's, he's, uh, he's, He's pretty much the FBI, most wanted man for stealing all that money from the Cardinals and then going international. Uh, I mean, it was just lots of office tweets that he's he's Ryan from the office. Yeah. He's going to Thailand. Yeah. Ryan honed up to it that he never went to Thailand. (laughs) (laughs) He got highlights, though. Yeah. And then lots of uh, uh, maybe bluer comedy came out about Thailand. Uh, All you have to do is just check out the replies of the quote tweets. Uh, It went in. It was insane. It was, at the timing of this recording, it's got 3,200 retweets, 15,000 likes. I'm proud of you, uh, and I'm, pr- I'm proud of Cliff. I mean, he's got his IG model, girlfriend right. with him. Um, I think he'll be coaching next year. Instagram, you'll see that she's been in Thailand. and you, Yeah, she's, only, she's yeah. doing well. He's doing well with her. Um, but, yeah, so she's been in Thailand. She's, like, doing, like, a modeling gig, and he's like, I guess I'll just come and get a, a studio apartment, and, and we can do some hanging, but – I, I think he'll coach next year. I think, but like, what's the rush if you're Cliff? Like, there are going to be jobs open. You can take what you want. You can come back in 60 days. The one way ticket's great. He has no pets. We saw in the hard knocks. Like, he has no furniture. Right? He's got some some bullshit paintings 
of lions around this apartment, or excuse me, around this palace in Paradise Valley. Um, and we wish the best to Cliff Kingsbury. And this is very on brand for Cliff Kingsbury. It's hilarious. Like we're all sweating bullets over the Sean Payton saga and like Michael Bidwell, don't fuck this up. And Cliff probably is not consuming football at all. He is literally off the grid and he'll come back refreshed. And again, like I believe Peter Schrager, I do think a lot of people called on Cliff Kingsbury and said, Cliff, come work with our co quarterback. Come work. Cause he is a hard worker. He's not mm -hmm. a flake. And I think he is best tailored right now to be, uh, part of an offensive staff in the NFL because he was yeah. going to be that anyway with Sean McVay once upon a time in the postseason of 2019 before the Cardinals scooped him up as their head coach. I just don't think he's a head coach right, right. now. But, right. I mean, we're happy for Cliff. Is is his mansion? Is his PV mansion? Is it on VRBO? Is it on... Uh... Is it on Airbnb? Can can we get in there? Can we do a couple pods uh, from there while he's out of town? I would, I would assume it's, it's ADT heavily, heavily ADT, heavily, you know, security. He can pay like a couple of, you know, large men, a couple practice squad guys can come and, and shack up on it. Yeah, David uh, Blau over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a couple undrafted free agents looking for some extra scratch, but uh, I would not recommend if you know where Cliff lives to go and, and try to get squatters rights because that that's not going to end well with you. Um, what didn't end well for me, Bo, is we had a we had a quote tweet uh, of PHNX Cardinals out of control. So Bo Bo had good mojo with his with his tweet this weekend. I did not. Uh, so Bo and I kind of tag team PHNX Cardinals as well as our fabulous social media coordinator Michaela, uh, and we talked about if you guys remember on Thursday's show the D-Hop trade package, and, and I'd worked on that graphic with, with our producer, Emma, and I, I told her exactly what I wanted to do. I said, let's just showcase all these picks that these teams have for D-Hop, and what we like to do is, you know, Emma and everybody else, Sean, who works on graphics here at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, a little inside baseball, is that after it's retired off the show, like we like to throw it on social because they work really hard on it. We want to showcase it. It's great. Um, so I flubbed up the graphic. I could have named it something better. So if you go and you check out PHNX Cardinals, uh, I posted it on Thursday, kind of after the show, or maybe Friday, basically saying, like, pick your best D-Hop package. And what I was trying to say is, like, look at all these picks all these teams have. What would be your package? And that is not how people took it. Right. So if you look at PHNX Cardinals – and you look at the tweet, it's got over 400 quote tweets right now. Oh it went God. viral for different reasons. <laughs> and uh, the folks in, I would say, New England and Chicago especially had some fun with it, basically suggesting that give us the third pick, Bears, and all your other you know, second, third-round picks for DeAndre Hopkins, which is, of course, not what I meant. Right. So I opened that up. We're at Dobson Ranch having a good time with our friends at Four Peaks and PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. If you guys came out to Dobson Ranch on Friday, thank you so much. But – I'm checking that, and I'm, I'm just like, Bo had dipped out by that point. And I'm looking at my wife, and I'm like, oh, shit. This 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 has been just nuked by everybody. And I'm like, do I contact Michaela? Do I contact our bosses, Saul, Espo? I let people have a good time. Do I delete it? So I messaged Bo, and I'm like, do I need to delete this? And then you gave some good advice that just we we'll just carve up the video from Thursday, and we put yeah. it underneath. I think some people watched it, but it's – it's still up if you want to go laugh at it. Right. It's it, it it's the draft capital. It's the assets that the team right. is the, the ammo. suspects here that are tied to DeAndre Hopkins that according to Ian Rappaport, there were teams poking around at DeAndre Hopkins around the trade deadline. Yeah. And they're resurfacing now that the, the report came from Jordan Schultz. Uh, we have it up on our, our, I think on all of our social medias, PHNX underscore Cardinals, where Rap Sheet basically said on Saturday before the games that, 
you know, he would, he would expect the new head coach, new GM to, uh, to likely, you know, explore a trade for Deandre Hopkins. So now we've got two insiders that are confirming that. So I, I know some of that for Arizona Cardinals fans, that's their, their first, their worst fears. Uh, but you know, we, we've laid out to where it's mutual be beneficial to both sides. So, uh, really going to be fascinating to kind of see what goes down, but there's a lot to iron out between now and then. We're freaking out about Sean Payton, obviously, because uh, the worst of all realities basically happened and went down on Saturday night. I mean, <laughs> while, while we're here trying to, you know, we're sweating out Sean Payton like uh, a DraftKings sportsbook bet, you know, that's just going under bet that's going down to the wire. And, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is on a flight to Thailand. He's, he's binging Perry Mason or the mayor of Eastwick East town, because he loves murder mysteries, according to hard knocks. So, I mean, let's get to that game because that, that pretty much put their entire Cardinals fan base in an, in just a complete glass case of emotion. Real quick DraftKings Cardinals are 2000 for D hop taking his next regular season snap, which is about 10th in line, 12th in line. Wow. So if you, um, so his next team his 2023 team, Packers, Patriots, Chiefs, Giants, all significantly higher odds. Uh, plus 2,000. Uh, but yeah, what a game What a game it was, Bo. Um, 27 nothing. We're dog-sitting for some people. I popped out. You and kicked I was some dog? You. No, 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 no. These are some friends that went to Disneyland. Can you let our dogs out? So I drove across old Copa, Copa Cabana here, and I'm – watching the game on my phone. I'm like, look at all these picks raining down from the heavens above for Arizona from Trevor Lawrence. And, um, you know, I remember thinking 27, seven at half, even a 20 point lead did not feel good, but I wasn't going to tweet about it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be emotional on Twitter. And you would text me that Brandon Staley was setting this up to blow it, to fuck this up. And I said, don't you dare. And you posted the exchange on, on Twitter. Um, but then when the second half started and how quickly Jacksonville was scoring, like how explosive they suddenly became, I was like, this is, we're fucking dead. We're yeah. fucking dead. There wasn't a shred of momentum left for the Chargers in that no. second half. And it's brutal. And I know that it's getting heavily criticized, the broadcast with Al Michaels and, and Tony right. Dungy tonight, rightfully so. But the blueprint or the plan that Tony Dungy laid out for Jacksonville to get back into that game. Cause I mean, at that point you're watching the broadcast and you're like, you guys are just trying to keep people around at this point. Right. Like, come on. Let's not realistically. I mean, we're watching the sequel to last year's Monday night wild card round matchup between the Cardinals and the Rams. I mean, yeah. Trevor Lawrence was getting you worse, know, worse crap than Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back and he completely redeems himself in the second half. I mean, Four first half picks, right? Four first half picks, three to Asante Samuel Jr. And it looked like that game was just it was it was going nowhere for the Jags. Yeah. And then they come out, did exactly what they needed to do. Dungy's like, hey, they're gonna probably blitz on every down. They did that. Brandon Staley rushed the ball seven times for no yards from Austin Eckler. And you're like, This, this is worst case scenario as far as Brandon Staley, who got the kiss of death, you know, a a uh, what was it, you know basically saying he's not going anywhere. Right. And you're like, well now with an embarrassing, just let down and, and brutal, one of the most historic, you know, uh, comebacks ever they're on the opposite, the wrong end of that. You're like, yeah, this is, this is where coaching changes, uh, 
basically live. This is where they come from. Well, at the recording of this podcast, which is which is Sunday night, at the conclusion, we're checking out Bengals, Ravens. Andy Isabella just caught a pass. Um, Brandon Staley's not been fired yet. Um, but and I think that's important to dictate, Bo, the difference between NFL Twitter and NFL real life. Mm-hmm. And if you would looked at Twitter last night, Twitter said Brandon Staley was fired and Sean Payton was hired. We thought it. We're on Twitter. I'm a I'm an addict. But you wake up this morning and you text me and you're just like, I I just want this to be over. Move on. Just fire him so we can move on. Yeah. He hasn't been fired yet. And I think with each passing hour, he is not going to be fired. I, I think they're more likely going to make changes to their offensive staff, maybe Joe Lombardi. And then if you want some, take some solace in this Sean Payton sweepstakes, I, Jim Trotter, who's been covering the Chargers, NFL writer, you know, historian, um, royalty, knows his shit. Go look at his thread on his Twitter bio, basically saying the Chargers, he, he thinks they're keeping Staley as much as people don't want. I don't think, and he said, they don't want the pressure going after Peyton. That's a lot of assets. I saw Kyle Odegaard, you know, embedded a, a video from Adam Schefter saying as much like, it's it, like every Sean Payton may want the charger job. People in LA, people on Twitter may want Sean Payton to have the charger job. Yeah. seems like everybody wants him to have this charger job, except for the chargers. Right. Because I, I think the chargers are, are sticking with Brandon Staley. Uh, I think that they feel like they, they showed enough progress at the end of the year. Did it end? Well, of course not. It's one of the worst losses in NFL history. I texted you that last night, but the longer this goes on before they make a change, I mean, do they, they were not prepared, according to Jim Trotter, to jump into a, a coaching search. It's like everybody talking about Dallas, Tampa. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones already said, like, Mike McCarthy's safe. So, I mean, we're recording this. Ta- Carolina just got permission, and they're going to interview Sean Payton. So, like, barring something unforeseen, it's going to be the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Houston Texans, and the Carolina Panthers. If he's going to coach, he's going to coach for one of those four teams – I mean, shit, ma'am, you, you, we're right back in this thing. I I, th- I thought I was out, and then you bring me back in. He's available. Bo, Bo's emotional while we're recording this. I'm not sure what face you just made. Did they just catch a Hail Mary? They almost did. Okay. Bengals kind of tipped it up, and a, and a Raven in the back of the end zone laid out, but uh, he didn't get his hands on it. Cincinnati mm-hmm. survives, advances 24-17. Despite the uh, the heroic efforts by there, by Andy Isabella having a catch, um, no, I mean, and I'm looking at the odds. You know, we, we get I get emails all the time. We share them most of the time with bookies.com. One from Bet Online said, you know, next Chargers coach if it's not Brandon Staley. I mean, Sean Payton, you can't even get even money. I mean, he's minus three hundred. He's one to three odds. Well, everybody else is, you know, two to one, three to one, four to one. So, you know, I, you're you're exactly right. Everybody is is pretty much predicting this move to where most important important part and and Sean Payton won't even comment on this job as you pointed out you tweeted out you know a clip from his daughter's podcast Megan Payton she's having some fun with her dad and they're t- discussing you know where he's going next kind of joking around about it but he's like well Dallas in char- in the Chargers I w- I'm not even going to discuss that with all with respect to their current coaches he won't talk right. about those as openings but and then he really didn't say too much outside no. of it, right? But pretty much won't even discuss it. So until it happens, you know, Brandon Staley is their coach until he's not. And it could be a week from Black Monday, which is 
you know, the day that this podcast is going to be released, but man, I mean, the, what Trotter outlined with, with a familiarity of this podcast or of this organization recovering for so many years is he believes that even if that they fire Brandon Staley, would they be able to pony up enough cash? No. Want to pay Sean Payton what the report is, you know, 20 to $25 million per season. I mean, there are a ton of different variables that go into this that don't go into the favor of him. Sean Payton is the next Chargers coach. You know, Trotter points out Cardinals love their draft capital. They don't want to trade a dra- any draft picks, right? And Tom Telesco, is he getting fired? No, Tom Telesco's not getting fired. Sean Payton wouldn't get to pick his own GM like he would in Arizona, right? That, and that's that's got to be appealing. But you just ownership believes in checks and balances, according to Jim Trotter. Dean Spanos is allergic to giving full authority to one person. Peyton had significant influence in New Orleans and will likely want it as next stop. Where, where does that happen? That happens in about two places, I think, in yeah. Denver and in Arizona. And again, he said, not one. No one is happy about the Jags loss, but I believe ownership is confident that Staley, who finished nine and eight and 10 and seven, his first two seasons will continue to grow into the job. What does that sound like? He was hired only five years after working as a D3 defensive coordinator, only had one year in the NFL as a DC. Uh, that sounds like Cliff Kingsbury trending up after a couple of nice years, but a horrific collapse. Um, we have a, f- a family friend who was a, uh, a sideline. He used to give IVs out for the Chargers when they were in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I, we're on a text thread with him. And I, we, I've been freaking out about Sean Payton to the Chargers. And he said, they'll, they'll never pay him. And I said, well, and I would come up with excuses. And I was texting him last night. He said, it's not going to happen. Just even the Spanoses are too cheap. They share a stadium. They went penny pension to LA. They bailed on the people of San Diego. Dean Spanos fired Marty Schottenheimer and hired North Turner and paid him a fraction of the cost. I, I, that I, I think we're going to look back regardless of if Sean Payton ends up in Arizona bow. And it's going to say just this, this was a, this was a Twitter creation. Sean Payton to the right. chargers was only real. If you, if you're on twitter.com. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, I see 20 to 25 million Cardinal fans may say, well, Michael Biddle's not going to pay that. Well, hang on a second. If you pay Adrian Wilson the bare minimum for a GM and you give him the GM title as only the GM with minimal authority, if he takes that and then you can pay Sean Payton $20 million, that's how you make it work, right? Are you going to get a high top or a high end GM candidate and pay him big time money if you're getting Sean Payton? No, but you can allocate. I mean, they're probably paying Steve Kime pretty good money. Would you say Steve Kime was paid more than Cliff Kingsbury or about the same, Bo? Cliff was making about seven, seven and a half million. What do you think Steve mm-hmm. Kime was making? Not nearly as much. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'd be shocked if he was making upwards of, of five. I, I, I just, I, I don't think he was making that much money, but it was nothing to kind of turn your nose up. I mean, it was going to be a significant buyout if he didn't resign. Like if he, if they didn't, if he didn't put in his resignation a week and a half ago, yeah, it would have been a, probably a, you know, five years of paying his salary. Nobody wants to do that. But, and then, but when I look at these candidates, including a dub, to your point, like there's there, like Ortiz or Cunningham or maybe Rand Cartha, maybe he might command a high salary. I, I don't anticipate any of these guys relative what you're going to have to pay a coach and what you pay players, it's not going to break the bank. So no. um, 
also to add to this conversation, according to our guy, Zach Stevens, there's some strong mutual interest brewing between the Broncos and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. That that's always felt like the play. Mm -hmm. That's always felt like the play to me uh, and to people, you know, who cover both Michigan and Denver and and Benjamin Albright, uh, who we take very seriously on this podcast, 130,000 followers on Twitter, check them out predicted cards are going to either end up with Sean Payton or Vance Joseph when this coaching search began. And he said, Jim Harbaugh, he's been off of Sean Payton. He said, it's not going to happen. Now he's cooled on that a little bit, but he said, Jim Harbaugh has always been the likely candidate as well as Dan Quinn. And Dan Quinn is the favorite on DraftKings right now, plus 175, especially if Dallas loses that, that train could pick up. But I, Jim to me makes more sense because you've got a GM in place. Jim probably won't want to, have as much personnel control in Denver as Sean Payton would want. Jim is one we've talked about it, Bo, without elite quarterback play. And I think Jim would relish the opportunity to take on a Mahomes and a Herbert and, and, and come in kind of guns a blazing and muck things up and make the game ugly. That's, that's how he wins run game and defense. Whereas is Payton. I mean, it just, you look at the, you look at the landscape and I guess Carolina, Caroline is not going to trade for Sean Payton in division with the Saints aren't going to do that and see Sean Payton twice a year. Get the fuck out of here with that. That's not happening. I I, I think at the end of the day, I I, I really do believe both. If we get to Monday and, and Brandon Staley's not fired and Mike McCarthy keeps his job, this is this is a Cardinals to lose. If Michael Bidwell can write a fat enough check and give him complete ownership of personnel and like Kyler Murray be damned. You do yeah. whatever do whatever you want for 10 years. Kyler, Kyler Murray could be gone in two and a half years, two years. Right. Sean's in charge. It's It would be Bidwill putting his money where his mouth is. And he said, look, he's willing to pay uh, what it costs for the best coach, best GM. Did you ask him that question? Was that no. your question? No, uh-uh. I don't think so. Uh, Might have been Bobby McManaman of uh, AZ Central. But I uh, basically said that. I think he was asked to, it, that type of question twice as far as, you know, is he, is he willing to pay what it takes? And he didn't balk at it. So um, it, it's interesting. Like if, if you had Jim Harbaugh and you had Sean Payton and they said, somebody said, hey, we need somebody to turn Russell Wilson's career around. Um, I mean, who's jumping at it quicker? I think you would see some reluctance from Sean Payton where I, I think too. I like Jim Harbaugh. Uh, you know, is he naive thinking he can do it? Is he arrogant thinking he's doing it? Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, is confidence, obviously, that that he's he was he turned Alex Smith's career around and he developed Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I think he, he probably believes that he can put Russell Wilson in position, uh, not winning games on his own, but in position to win football games with with a with a good football roster. Would it shock you? Not to jump around too much, if if they make this trade, like it, because like, I think I think for the first four to six weeks, like Taysom Hill is an option for the Arizona Cardinals to bring back in a trade because I, I think I think Russell Wilson to me, he he's a wash player. He's he, he's only going to continue to erode. But you're just kind of biding time until you can get Kyler Murray back. Carolina has no answer at quarterback. Houston, I mean, I, I don't know if he loves any of these quarterbacks or not, but do you want to go through the gauntlet of the AFC? That might be appealing just to kind of start from scratch in Houston. But, I mean, like, would it shock you if the if the Cardinals were to make this trade, whatever the compensation is, they figure that out, and Sean tells New Orleans, like, you got to give me my guy Taysom Hill back in the in the return because we got I'm going to start him at quarterback for, for a month and a half until K-1 comes back. 
you don't think that that experiment is over. You don't think that even Sean Payton knows that Taysom can't really play quarterback. Did he throw passes this year? I have no idea. I not, didn't watch it. Really. I mean, not not consistently. I mean, obviously he was put there back as a gadget quarterback, but uh, next year, so he's got $23 million in dead cap money for Taysom Hill. 13 attempts, 19 completions this year, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, not as a guy who's a gimmick. In the shotgun. Yeah, I mean, it's it was probably catching the defense off of guard. Uh, but his contract this year, is, it's not exactly easy for the Saints to get out from under. So they, there have to be a restructure because you've got, and you've got options to it because you've got not only is he under contract through next year, he's actually under contract through 2025 and then he's got a void year. So you've got lots of years where you can start to move things around. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't turn my nose up on it. I think it's fun. I like having players like Taysom Hill. I always thought it was fun. Chris Trevler, before he figured out he just can't play. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, he, he impacts the game. He finds a, they find a way in, t- in Sean Payton better than anybody else knows how to utilize him correctly. Why not? Yeah. Put I, well, I, I, you know, I guess the better option is Jameis last spring signed a two year, $28 million contract with the Saints. Then he got hurt and Dalton never gave that job back. And you remember Jameis was in front of the, his lockers at the end of the year, pissed because he wasn't playing. That to me probably feels like, the play now that we're thinking out loud. I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. This is gonna it's I know. I I'm sorry. I apologize. Back, I like, took this off the you know, you had a couple cocktails on a Sunday night and the Saints suddenly or the, the Chargers are suddenly out of it. Does it feel real to you? Because I texted you on Saturday when I thought this was over and I said, you know, it just never felt real to me. And then I got second life Sunday morning when this Staley news comes out that he's probably safe. We'll see. I mean, it was Sunday. Uh, maybe the NFL was like, hey, don't fire anybody on while well, we got playoff games going on. I don't know. I, it feels Something like it leaked out. Some would have leaked out. I don't, I, th- I think no doubt about it. I'm, I'm still, as we sit here Sunday night, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm holding my breath, no doubt about it. Uh, because that's, and, and there's two more big obstacles, right? Because I think the Chargers don't make a move in the next 24 hours, it's not happening. Yeah, and then you got you've got Dallas, maybe maybe one more obstacle there. But you know, can you get to when he starts to interview with the opportunity still at you know there for you? Yeah, it sounds like it. You think we get a GM hiring here in the next two to three days? I was told expect one this week. Expect yeah. a GM hiring this week. But does that interfere with your Peyton plans? Or are you kind of? vetting this with his people, Michael Bidwell, vetting this through his people kind of third hand, second hand. I mean, they haven't report. There's no reports of a, an interview secured. Right. But I'm sure there's conversations happening between the two parties. So say, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll just have just casual conversation about, you know, what, what he would like. And if, if he wants to have the conversation about power over those decisions, those personnel decisions, then keep it open for a couple more days. How does that work with like they they interviewed Ian Cunningham? They've made a couple other additional interviews. They've already, you know, banked their interview with the two in, internal candidates. Yeah. Like, do you do you say kind of a hyperbole, just like, hey guys, you might get some additional say in personnel, but there's a big asterisk caveat. If we hire Sean Payton, you you might lose some of your power. 
how, how do you how do you massage those conversations with like an Ian Cunningham who is somebody that's an up and comer in the ranks, highly respected. I think a lot of Cardinal fans would sign off on that hiring bow. Right. But then like you want to hire him on Wednesday and then you meet with Sean Payton, let's say Saturday night. Like, do you have to walk back some shit? No, I think that you talk to him, any candidate, that this is going to be a collaboration of some sort, right? Yeah. And, you know, does it become more of a collaboration or more of your taking orders? But, you know, with that, maybe you're given the opportunity, like, this is what we're doing. Be transparent. This is who we're pursuing. And this is, if if it's him, if it's Peyton, this is what we're going to be looking for from our GM. And, and maybe taking some more orders from him instead of calling the shots with, say, a, a rookie head coach, like a, a coordinator when the coordinator crops. So I, I, I don't think it's that tough. I also don't just look into the crop of, of GMs that have come in, you know, outside of the guy, Perry, who, uh, who denied the Arizona Cardinals request. You know, nobody's got that big of an ego. I think that right. they're, they're looking for the opportunity to be the GM of, of, a, of an NFL football team. Well, and that's where the Cardinals have, a, I think, a distinct advantage because they're one of two teams that have an opening at GM. Yep. And in Tennessee, you're already, we're having, they're having this conversation already. Like you're reporting to Mike Vrabel. Like you get to, you get to fuck around with some free agents and some draft picks, but Mike Vrabel runs this show. Whereas the Cardinals, it's the only true GM opening right now. So if, if you're not taking the Cardinal job, if you're offered it, you're not a GM in, in 2022, a real GM. So I, I do think that they they ought to have their their cream of the crop, their choice. You mentioned Adam Peters said no to them. I you know I would still if you had to, if you had to put me under the knife here and, and ask me what I think is going to happen this week, I I want to give Michael Bidwell both the benefit of the doubt. I mm-hmm. but if if we fast forward to Friday, I have a hard time thinking that Adrian Wilson isn't the new GM of this team. I hope I'm wrong. I love Adrian Wilson. I want him to have success, but I want this team to look elsewhere. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't get a Brian Flores. If Peyton doesn't, if Peyton says no, what does that mean for Vance? What, what's your sense? Do you have any sense? You want to go on the record of predicting somebody? No, I, I don't. I mean, I just know who they've, who they've interviewed so far. And, uh, but I haven't heard anybody's the leader in the clubhouse just yet. Um, it, it's interesting that, you know, obviously he, the quote from Bidwell is he wants to, to cast a large net and he's interviewing everybody, a ton of external candidates and along with the two internal guys. So I, I get no sense of who has, you know, the leg up as far as this, the, the competition for the Arizona Cardinals next GM. But I do agree with you. I think that a decision is going to come soon because Bidwell said himself said he wanted a GM before a head coach and he's, he's moving along with a sense of urgency and, you know how the NFL goes. I mean, they don't want to be GMless, head coachless by the time, you know, the two weeks before the Super Bowl happens. That's that's usually when you start to get guys locked in because then you start mapping out your offseason, start looking at guys as far as your roster. You know, they're going to have over 30 free agents potentially. They've really got to start to do work on those things. And and the way you do that, you got to start going with what, what your plan is so far, and that's hire a GM, then hire a coach. Um, February 4th, uh, 1994 was the last time this franchise went with an external, uh, general manager and, you know, head coach GM that, combo years ago, almost 
Buddy Ryan, February 4th. I'm looking at the New York Times right now article. Cardinals add some punch with the hiring of Ryan, Buddy Ryan. Basically, Bill Bidwell said, you pick the players, do whatever you need to do, you coach the team. That did not work out so well. Just ask our guy, Frank Sanders, but uh, I, it's due time. This team looked external and, and give Michael Bidwell credit. He's done everything and anything thus far to get Cardinal fans excited about the proposition of, of real change this offseason. So while I am you know, a little bit nervous that he's going to take the easy way out with the GM hiring, uh, I, I do not think he's going to hire Vance. I don't know how, Bo, you watch what Pete Carroll did in the first half against the Niners, what the Niners are doing right now with Brock Purdy. Sean McVay, we didn't even get into, is coming back. I don't know how you see the elite level of coaching that's in the NFC West and say, Vance Joseph, you're my guy. Um, because why wouldn't you just hire Brian Flores, who won games, had winning had a winning record in Miami with Ryan Fitzpatrick and a, and a broken Tua? Yeah. To me, I, I just... I, I I don't think I don't think uh, Mike is going to hire Vance Joseph. I mean, look at Baltimore, and they had Snoop Tyler Huntley as their quarterback, and even Buda yeah. Baker saying to you, "Hey, don't don't look at the stats. It's about complimentary football." Well, you know they weren't getting much offensively Baltimore all game. You know Huntley played admirably, but that defense that that's how you play complimentary football. How how Cincinnati played. They weren't getting it going offensively most of that game. That was that was a that was a that was a tough, hard-fought game by two AFC North teams where they would laugh at the idea of you know just look at the tape, advance Joseph because I think everything tells the story of you know mediocre to below average defense. Yeah, yeah. So true story. What a week we got coming up, Bo. We did, I think, I, nine live shows last week. And we we appreciate all the messages over the weekend. Are you guys going live today? What's going on? Where's the show? And uh, we initially thought, we're not going to do a show, even an audio. And then I you know, reluctantly texted Bo, and I said, do you want to, do you want to hop on? Talk a little cards ahead of Monday. And uh, I, I, think, I think we'll get a definitive hiring this week, head coach or GM, probably GM and we'll start to see it's exciting. We've had this week kind of of limbo and now we've got this week now where we're going to see kind of their plan in place. And the GM first GM new GM in 10 years is it's, it's going to be whomever it is. It's going to be worth celebrating. Both. Yeah. And we'll get a better picture, a more concrete picture of the available jobs, right? Because yeah. we know where the Cardinals kind of stand with current crop, the crop that came out of post black Monday and then we'll see what happens with this Chargers Chargers gig. I mean, that's that's the next domino. And then Dallas Monday Night Football. Uh, if it's another epic collapse, please don't be. But if if it's just something where they're not competing and they're seeing that the the coach is is to blame, but they've got two co- very capable coordinators that are hot names on the market right now, and Dan Quinn mm-hmm. and Kellen Moore. So. Uh, Let's just see what it looks like. I can't wait for to talk to everybody 48 hours from now because I think we'll have a concrete idea of who they're who they're going up against. And Sean Payton will have had his first in-person meeting in LA by Tuesday with Denver. So we'll have a pretty decent idea of what's going on by then. We got some real juice. Stick with us. Subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate all the listens. We appreciate everybody coming out to Dobson Ranch in Mesa on Friday night, hanging with us, having a brewski for peaks.
We're back manana Monday, 4 p.m. with our guy Damian Anderson. What's the latest? We'll tell you. For Bob Rock, I'm Jenny Venable. We'll see you then. Uh-huh.